receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's only been sacked 20 Is that times. true? Roethlisberger? Yeah. So, really? where did this offense I don't, I don't know. We're just out there playing. My helmet came down on me. Uh... <laughs> when guys come and sit on the couch, I go right after them. Do you respect me for that? No, I don't. Your big dumb desk hiding behind your microphone. You are now listening to The Longer Yard of the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome to The Longer Yard Podcast. I'm Ethan. He's Sam. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got a good one for you guys today. I like to think we have a good one every week, but I think... This one will be really, really fun. It's this less is so fun. Constructive. Um, so we're going to start with the biggest news in the NFL, and that's the Nikhil Harry trade to Chicago. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're talking, we're talking Zach Wilson. Come on. That's the biggest story in the NFL. We're oh, talking dude. Zach Wilson. And man, if we were Barstool right now, we would be like, yo, man, this is like the coolest guy that's ever lived. He's every guy's dream. He's having sex with his mom's friend. What a legend. I mean, honestly, he's, um, oh man, he's, he's, uh, he's hooking up with Stifler's mom in American Pie, but I forget the character <laughs> that did that. Uh, not important. Yeah. Not, important. not important. Not important. Dude, this is Zach Wilson's league, bro. Right now. <laughs> Remember when I said year two leap? I was just thinking that I was like, dude, I might have to change it to Zach Wilson. dude. <laughs> I, I, I certainly didn't predict this was the, uh, this was the advancement in his career that we were going to get from Zach this year, but uh, dude, already more he's, power to him. Already, he's probably won the year two leap. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> think that as a win, absolutely. I, you know what? It was even better was the fact that like two or three days after it, he posts on Instagram. He says, "Took the boys, uh, took the boys to a ranch club in Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. What I miss." <laughs> he's winning. He's He's winning the offseason. There's no doubt about that. Like, Dude, I love that he just <laughs> leaned into it, too. Can I also just point this out? Zach went to BYU, okay? In order to be a student at BYU, you have to follow the BYU code of conduct, which is of the Mormon faith, which means no sex. And None. you remember him like in college with his headbands? It was always yeah. like some sort of a p- passage or something like that. Like He seemed just like a real... Chris guy. And then he's just like, welcome to the NFL, buddy. I, I just think that this is proof that athletes at BYU, 0% chance that it, like almost any of them are fo- following that code. Any of yeah, them. You're, you're probably right. They're a hundred percent getting action on the regular. Dude, easily. But friends, moms, it, dude, I love it, dude. It's dude. It's his mom's best friend. How fucking wild is that? I mean, was, I'm enjoying all like the the mom's book club jokes that we're getting. <laughs> oh, did you see? Did you see his mom um, does like uh, some sort of workout class thing on like uh, uh, video that she put out there? So she yeah. had, like all of her friends on uh, on the bikes, like going absolutely pedal to the metal. And uh, I think I don't know if it was her or just like uh, some other comment that was just like, "Look how hot my friends are!" And I was just like, "Oh my god, she she's leaning it. into. It. She's leaning into. It. This yeah. is awesome." Dude, there's this one tweet on um, 
Twitter, he's like throwing a football and it says the caption is Zach Wilson to his mom's friend. And instead of a football, it's a text that just says, suck my dick. <laughs> Lord help me. I saw, I saw another, uh, another tweet that was, uh, like I must've been from training camp last year or something like that. And it was, uh, Robert Saylor, like leaning over and trying to uh, say something to Zach, like just personal one when he's like, and it was something like, stay the fuck away from my wife. <laughs> I was dude. Like, Oh, dude, what all of these memes, like, and then here's one of Thanos collecting the stones. It says Zach Wilson collecting the engagement rings of his mom's friends. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. You know, I, I, we, oh. we really should have started with the, like, how this all got started. But I'm just like, I'm just so excited to talk about this that we, we were already well past it. it. So basically, like, he was with his, like, fiance or, uh, for years or whatever. And they broke up and now she's in a pretty serious relationship with his college roommate, Dax Milne, who's a wide receiver for, I think the commanders. And so uh, like Dax posted a, a picture of them on his Instagram and someone commented that was just like, Oh, you just moving through the, the, uh, these BYU boys or something. She's like, and she responded was like, he's the one that's hooking up with his mom's friend or something like that. So that's dude. Like it's it's it is wild how she's the one leaking this and like oh for anyone that watches the boys the the show the boys it, it, this was perfect so there was an episode where like the main villain um, does something awful just absolutely horrible and then like gets in front of a crowd of people and they start cheering him like that was amazing and he just kind of looks around like oh <laughs> oh I can kind of do whatever I want and that and it's like. <laughs> And so, and so the the joke is Zach showing up uh, in public after all this gets released, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a man. This is awesome!" Yeah, like, like everyone responded well to this. All right, oh, that means, I love that, that, um, means that more moms are fair game. That's what yeah. that means. <laughs> Watch out for your mothers, men. All right, um, your kids. Hide your wives and hide your husbands because <laughs> Zach Wilson uh, uh, coming up on everybody out here. I saw, uh, what was, I think it was last week or something. We were talking about how we just, you know, like wanted a little bit of spice, you know, for the league, but the NBA always has it. I can't remember what we were talking about, but dude, it's a second consecutive week, man. We're getting it, man. This is beautiful. This is some of the best stuff. Just, I love it. I'm here this for is, it, dude. This is peak off season because this is the point where we haven't reached training camp. Or any, you know, any sort. There's basically no football activity going on right now. Yeah. So we're basically just forced to come up with different things to get excited about. So this is the time where we need the crazy the shit to happen. And this is the this is this is like top top tier. I don't remember ever getting something like this where we're all like, "Yo!" Unless it's like something truly awful, like the Henry Ruggs situation or something like that. That had happened in the off season last year. Like, yeah, that that's the type of like hardcore craziness that usually happens in the off season is like someone dying or someone frankly killing someone else, which is just awful, horrendous, horrendous things. And then this year we're finally getting something wild that we can actually be like, dude, this is crazy. It's, I love yeah. this. This is amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Dude, he's even that one video who was like talking about his funny. He's like, Sammy Smith, dog, 
and just like label everybody as the dog. And he's like, he's he's got scholarship to baseball and he's over here putting in work for football. He's a dog, dude. Like Zach Wilson, dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> you Go, know, baby. I was listening, um, I was listening to another podcast. This will make you feel good. Um, it was the Two Bears podcast, and they had he Tom Segura had the guest Ryan Sickler, and he's from Baltimore, so he's a Ravens fan. And he Tom Segura when he did a show in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow came to see him. And then he came up and met Tom and was like, you guys want to come back to my place? And he was like, yeah. And so like Tom got to like put on his LSU Natty championship ring. He got to hold the Heisman and shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was talking to Ryan Sickler and Ryan Sickler was like, listen, man, he's like, you're the only fucking person that has ever made me leave a Ravens game mid game. He was like, when we played the Ravens and you just fucking cooked us, he was like, I left third quarter. He was like, I was so pissed. He was like, I've never done mm. that before. <laughs> well, you love to hear it. You love to hear it. I, oh, no, that was, that was, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what game it was. I think it was last year. Uh, I don't remember which one, but I'm assuming um, it was the one in Baltimore, which is, yeah, the, um, which was the Samaj P ran like 40 yard run to put the game on ice. It was the, uh, the spin move Jamar Chase play. Um, oh, okay. That was that one in Baltimore. The because uh, the one in Cincinnati was the one where Burrow threw for uh, five hundred and whatever yards. I don't. I forget the exact the exact number, but setting the franchise record for passing yards in a game. But you're right. That did make me feel good. I'm having yeah. good memories now. Immediately, season, it's beautiful. Immediately when I heard it, I was just like, I gotta tell Sam about this. I was like, he's gonna love it. You're goddamn. How good. how cool would that be though? Just like you know, the quarterback of like your favorite team is just like, hey, you want to come back to my house? Like we'll just hang out, you know. Just you can hold my Heisman Trophy. What do I need to do to make that happen? He doesn't live that far <laughs> right? from me, like, and he I don't was know exactly he, where he lives, but he doesn't live that far from me. I, yeah, he was thirty minutes. Yeah, he was telling he was telling Tom. He was like, "Yeah, the Heisman's like thirty pounds." And Tom picked up and was like, "This is not thirty pounds. It actually weighs like forty five pounds." Yeah, but he was like, your metal." He's like, "That's a good sign for you. You know, you're a young athlete. You think forty five pounds is thirty? He's like, you're all right." <laughs> He gonna be just fine, man. He gonna be just because he was like me, an old fuck. He's like, I know what forty five pounds feels like. That's how much uh, I put in my gut on a daily basis. Don't worry about. <laughs> oh gosh, I can, dude. Zach Wilson, just a dog, dog, amazing. I, I, uh, if I don't get some sort of actual play increase, then. Uh, there's no hope for him. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get better off of, uh, you know, mom's friend power, mm-hmm. there's no hope. He's done. Dude, I feel like he's gonna, he's just, yeah, he has to ball out this year, dude. And he's on the jets, like of all teams, you know what I mean? Like this is the jets. You're well, you're getting, you, you get New York media. Like imagine yeah. if this was like, imagine if this was drew lock or something like that. Exactly. People would be like, yeah, okay. This is New York. Yeah, where New York Zach Wilson savages, is doing dude. work. Oh my Gosh. god! Absolute legend. I'm here for it. I might have to, dude, might have to buy a Zach Wilson jersey. All right, that that's 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 a little strong. <laughs> it's a little strong. Uh, the only way I will be okay with it is if you buy a custom Zach Wilson jersey and you find out which mom he was hooking up with and you put her last name on. Oh, dude, nice. I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. I like it. I like it. And Jets jerseys, they're not bad looking. Like I the like green's kind of clean. I like the green. I like honestly, I like they're just white ones. 
The white. Well, I mean, if you get if you get like an all white jersey, and this is we're we're gonna we're gonna jump to jer- we're gonna talk unis later for sure. Yeah, but like you get a a really nice like all white jersey. I'm just telling you, man. Those those hit different. They're they so clean. They do. They're, they're absolutely stupendous. So, but again, we will we will jump to that later on this episode. In the meantime, we will jump to my uh, jokingly biggest story, but we'll we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, Nikhil Harry trade. Uh, leaves New England for Chicago. Now going to be a Bear for a seventh round pick. Like, I'm here for it. Well, it's it's not Terry McLaurin as we tried to put yeah. a couple weeks ago, but uh, you know, frankly, anybody adding adding anybody to the Bears wide receiver core is frankly a win. Yeah, that's how well, little I think of that. I think of this right. Like, let's be honest. Like, how many seventh rounders actually get drafted and end up becoming like stars in the NFL? Like, it doesn't happen that often, you know. So, like, Almost you don't you don't you don't lose anything giving up a seventh rounder, right? And yeah, he has not been good since he got drafted, but he was a first round pick. I mean, he was the thirty second pick in the first round, but Who counts first round pick. His first round pick. So, like, he has that like potential. He's six four, like two twenty. He's got the size. Obviously, like if you're gonna be, like, it's the Patriots. So I already assume he's gonna do so much better in Chicago than he will as a Patriot because the Patriots just don't utilize their wide receivers like how other teams do, you know, and yeah. make it like unless, this guy's a clear. Unless you're Wes Welker or Randy Moss, you're yeah. basically not doing anything as yeah. You you're you're a role player. Like you're just on the field for Belichick and Belichick. You're you're not getting fancy with it. You know what I mean? Like, so like I already assume he's going to be so much better in Chicago and like, and if he is great and has like substantial, like not substantial, but like decent numbers for the kind of wide receiver he has been like, it's already an improvement. It's like, they look like a genius just giving away a seventh round pick for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, this was an easy decision when, when you're talking about, and by the way, it's a 2024 seventh, seventh round pick. So like, we're not even talking about something in the next uh, draft. We're, we're, it's two years down the road, so you care about it even less. Like easy peasy on this decision. Yeah, like, he's. I'm not expecting a ton out of him. You know what this does though? This trade, right? They got a seventh. This makes the Amari Cooper trade look even better. Still, <laughs> every wide receiver <laughs> trade know. or signing makes the Amari Cooper move look. Absolutely outstanding. Dude, it's... Anyways, they fucking ruined it with Baker, but it's fine. They ruined it before They ruined it before yeah. anything happened with Baker. We're not going to get yeah. into that today. But we'll save that. We will save any Deshaun Watson talk until we hear an actual suspension. That is... Yeah. That is when we're I wonder how, how soon will that happen, do you think? I'd imagine that we're going to find out prior to any preseason game. So we're coming down yeah. like a month. There's been some things because like... He just listen. The man deserves to be suspended for a hot minute, right? And then there was all the speculations of like him missing like four to six games, and they were like, "Calvin Ridley is suspended a year for gambling." And I'm how like, many, "How many games has Josh Gordon missed in his career for weed, dude?" Make it make sense, NFL. Well, uh, nope. You know we're not we're not going to do it today. We're not going to do it. Today. <laughs> we're not going to do it today. <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we could digress on and on. I could I could literally do an entire episode on Deshaun Watson. I'm just not we're we're, we're gonna have to wait for there to be more news on that. Yeah, let's um, we'll, we can do the full 
report. Yeah. Then yeah. Once we hear the news and the final outing and everything, then we'll just we'll do a whole episode. We'll do our rant, whether it's uh, a praising rant or one where we are absolutely throwing serious shade at the. Uh, I feel like it's going to be the latter. I think it's going to be a lot of shade. Yeah, I do too. It sucks. I'm a Browns fan, but like I just didn't agree with all this. But here we are. We're moving on. We'll we'll get there when we get there. Uh, in the meantime, let's let's go ahead and talk some franchise tags. Uh, we are currently recording on Thursday, July 14th. So tomorrow on the 15th, Friday, is when we get into some count, like the final day for. Um, franchise tag players to be eligible for extensions. So we're coming down to four players uh, that have not worked out any sort of deal. Um, they have to sign their tag at some point if they want to play. If they don't, then um, they sit the year. Uh, and that's kind of, that's basically what happened with Le'Veon. Uh, what was that? 20, like 18, something like that. Um, like that. So that, that's kind of what we're looking at. Personally, I would expect all these guys to play. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't, um, but we'll, we'll kind of see see what happens there. So the four players, uh, and they're kind of differentiating instant like uh, points of, uh, of negotiation, I guess, is maybe the best way to put it. Um, the, the first two are under deals unlikely. Um, so I, it sounds like there's some conversations, um, but I've also heard that there have been almost no conversations. So hard to say. Uh, the first player that we can talk about is Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, I, I like Dalton Schultz as a fantasy guy. Um, yeah. But I mean, if we're talking about him being, if we're talking about what his uh, value is to the offense in Dallas, I'm not sure that he offers the th- probably the third most uh, I, I would say he's probably the fourth weapon option for that offense. Yeah. Um, when you talk about CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and pick a running back. I, they obviously love Zeke, but if you have uh, Tony Pollard in the backfield, he's been better than Zeke. So yes, um, yeah. And they rarely have the two on the field at the same time, I'm pretty sure. So basically what you're looking at is Dalton Schultz's option four for that offense in some capacity. How much do you really want to give him? I mean, the, he's probably him and his agent are probably asking for a fair amount too. You know, well, I mean, that's that's how you should do it. For yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a chance to get paid. Go get paid, man. Like, and, and we've seen over the last couple of years, tight end contracts have ballooned. Uh, I mean, George Kittle signed a five year, uh, seventy five million dollar contract, which was unheard of at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey got. Uh, got four for uh, 57. Dallas Goddard got four for 57. Didn't Darren Waller just get one? 56. Uh, Darren Waller signed his in 2019. It was uh, for almost 30. Um, So most of these guys that we're talking about uh, have signed their contracts in the last two years. It was 2020. Travis Kelsey was 2020. Dallas Goddard got his in 2021. Mark Andrews 2021, and Joku just got his for it was four for just under 55 million. Yeah, I'm. I would. I mean, Schultz is clearly gunning for that kind of money, so that's where it gets kind of interesting. That's what um, I'm saying. Probably, I feel like Dallas just probably doesn't want to do that. They're paying Zeke so much. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I, if you look at, oh, let me find it here. Dalton Schultz on the salary t- uh, or on the franchise tag, excuse me, is getting a salary of just under eleven million dollars. Um, so that puts him nah, eighth in the NFL. He is eighth in the NFL in in average annual value of his contract. Obviously, it's a one year deal because it's a franchise tag. How far up are you going? Like he's making yeah. like, just under eleven. The next lowest, or, or yeah, next lowest above him, I should say, um, as you work towards the top of the league, is Hunter Henry at twelve and a half million per year. So yeah, I don't. I guess like from my perspective, I kind of think that Schultz is making about what I would pay him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not giving. I'm not putting him in the. Uh, I mean, even if you want to argue Njoku's overpaid, I'm not putting him into the Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. No, I'm not either. Yeah, no, I'm not. So, I mean, he's, he seems, I'm bringing him down from where he's at just a touch uh, closer to the Zach Ertz at 10-5. Yeah, that seems pretty on brand. Pretty, yeah. So, that from what I, what I, my understanding is that they haven't talked maybe in a couple weeks, but, uh, so I don't know if unlikely means that just they haven't talked or unlikely is we just don't expect that they'll be able to actually finalize anything. Yeah. Um, that makes sense though. It was, it's kind of short and sweet as, as they're phrasing it because it's Twitter, you know? Um, the next one is another tight end. Mike Kosicki. Oh, dude. All right. Miami needs to pay him. Miami needs to pay Mike Kosicki. Okay. You know what? I'm going to have I to love Mike Kosicki though. I like Mike Gusecki too. I am not in any way but, downplaying that. I'm. I want to kind of see as a head to head. Well, they're what Dalton Schultz has done versus Mike Gusecki because they're from the same draft class. Yeah, that's why they're both. They're, that's why they're both free agents now. So There's, I'm very curious. I'd say their stats. Honestly, they're probably not going to be that far apart. But I think talent wise and potential, I think Mike Gusecki takes that one. Let's see here, Mike Gusecki. Compared to Dalton Schultz, if this wants to load for me. Well, in the meantime, I, I will say uh, I think Gasicki plays plays a, a higher priority role on his team's offense in comparison to Dalton Schultz. So that that is what oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but in terms of their career numbers. Uh, Gasecki has 45 more catches to give him 700 more yards, but only one more touchdown. So that's not like terrible, but I, he is, I, his role though is more of he's, a, a he's going to be the number three guy yeah. behind um, Waddle and, and Tyree kill. So that makes it a little bit more challenging to decide like how much you want to give him. To me, like I guess it, the way I'm doing it is I'm probably leaning into giving them pretty similar AAVs for their deals, and I'm just going to give Gasecki more years. Makes sense. That would be. I wonder. Of, that would be kind of where, where I want to kind of fall into play with them, and I'd probably give them both in the ten and a half to eleven range if they would accept that. So I guess in the case of like Gasecki, maybe you do like four for forty four, and you do uh, Schultz for like three for 33, something like that. Yeah. I wonder if, um, 
Is you said Gasecki's under the unlikely too as well? Yes, they're both kind of in the same category of just deals are unlikely. So I wonder if it's because like they're th- like they're paying Tyreek a lot, and I wonder if it's like here in a couple of years we're going to be having to pay Waddle. And I feel like with Miami, you you want to keep Waddle. You know what I mean? Well, for sure. So that that'll probably be another big contract the road, right there. Well, at some point down the road, Tyree Kill's not going to be the Tyree Kill that we all know. Yeah. In which case, then you're kind of in the boat of determining that um, is Waddle that long term replacement. Like, and I think that's that's the idea at least is that that's where he'll kind of land, but. I, yeah, I, I guess like he's only been in the league for a year, so you're not talking about an extension with him for at least three more years. Yeah, his the the bigger concern is going to be that fifth year option because he's a first round pick that can get really pricey be, based off of what kind of successes he has in the NFL. Um, I mean, they could wait to do any sort of deal until after his uh, his final. Is that fifth year option, and then you could pay Gesicki a higher amount because you're not paying Waddle yet. But and then I mean, then again, you've got Tyreek Hill's massive contract that you're paying, so maybe not. I mean, he's getting paid like thirty mil a year, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's it's like five for one. Some some Tyreek Hill is getting paid an exorbitant amount. There's really no way around it. Um, Yeah, but his. Total contract was four years for $120 million. Now, his cap hit in year one for 2022, this year, is $6.5 million. Oh, my. So you got, what, one thirteen and a half over three years? So he is his cap hit in 2023 is 31.2. Oh, they- his cap hit in 2024 is just under 25. His cap hit in 2025 is just over 28 million. And if he there's a potential out of the contract after 2025, but if he does not uh if he does not opt out of the deal, he would be have he would have a cap hit in 2026 of 50.1 million dollars. Dude, they're gonna get rid of him. He'll be 32 years old. Dude, 50 million. They backloaded the shit out of that contract. I, I'm. Oh my. Dude, 50. That is, dude, that is insane. I can't believe that. Hey, remember when we said wide receiver contracts were going bananas? Oh, this is why. Dude, dude, that is so backloaded, man. Oh my. So maybe 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 there's a reason they're not paying Kasicki. <laughs> there, this is the, the front office of Miami right now. They're like, all right, guys, how do we get rid of Tyreek before 2026? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. Hang on, let me look at this opt out because maybe it's, they're going to be like maybe it's a team option instead of a player option. I'm not 100 percent sure. What if they're like, uh, what team is stupid enough that we can take advantage of and give Tyreek to them? For next to like for, and get a couple first rounders out of it, and they take his fifty million dollar contract. Who is stupid enough to do that? Now I'm genuinely trying to think of a team. Uh, the Giants and their wide receiver freaking cap space. Ooh. They literally had like the worst cap space with wide receivers and one of the worst wide receiver classes last year. Uh, Jacksonville would be the other. Yeah, 
Yeah. There you go. And I could easily see Tyree kill in Miami, dude. I mean, Jacksonville, sorry. Like it's an easy, easy switch. Just, I don't, it doesn't say exactly who, what, if it's a player or team option for, uh, for 2026, but I guarantee you, guarantee you, because he only carries a dead uh, cap hit of $5.1 million in 2026. If they don't have a, a trade worked out, they're cutting his ass. I don't care how good he is. They're not paying him $50 million. Yeah. So, also, if they cut him, they only, they only lose six mil. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, that is it, it, easy peasy decision there. Cause it's his signing bonus of 5.1. That's why it's, uh, that's why it, it equals that dead cap, but his, mm. his total cap hit is, um, is that workout bonus, that signing bonus, uh, roster bonus plus his base salary, which his base salary in uh, in twenty twenty six is forty four million dollars. Dude, dollar. that is that is insane. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Disgusting. If they can't trade him, you're right. They're definitely cutting him. I would too if I'm the front office. I'm not gonna pay him fifty million dollars. Like maybe Miami was like a genius about this and just finessed him. I, was like, I mean, probably. you think you think you're getting paid fifty million in twenty twenty six, buddy? But guess what? We're cutting you, and we're taking a forty four million dollar profit on your ass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's it's wild, dude. What they'll I, what they'll do is they'll be like, let's see who can take him and take his money, and let's see what we can get out of it. If we can get a first rounder and a second rounder. Nah, let's just take it, all right? Thank if you. not, we just cut him. No big deal. 32 though yeah probably not i feel like the giants would do it man i mean i will never watch, rule out the watch, giants doing so watch, dumb watch him draft a new quarterback in the next year or two and you know it'll, it'll be one of the top five picks so it'll be one of the top qbs on the board and they'll be like we're gonna give you tyree kill all right so you have to succeed <laughs> dude i can we just like can we just like click right now and just like fast forward like three years for three, four or five years from now, you know, just so we can be like, holy shit. We predicted it, man. I'm not even going to remember to go back and and think about this episode in four years. (laughs) Be an old part at that point. Let's just, I'm going to pin it down somewhere. I'm going to set a reminder of that for like in five years, just look at episode 15. Beautiful. That's perfect. Uh, the, the third player on the franchise tag that we need to talk about is my hometown guy, Jesse Bates, the third. Uh, really, really wants that long-term deal. And yeah. The Bengals have balked the entire way through it. Uh, his free or um, his franchise tag, I should say, value is just under $13 million. It's uh, $12.9 million that he's getting paid this year, which in terms of AAV is like, uh, 10th, I believe. So nothing too crazy from that perspective. Yeah. Um, the, the, the more difficult part with signing a safety right now is if you look at the top four in terms of their AAB, um, they've all been, they've all signed within the last two off seasons. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick got his earlier this year with almost 18 and a half million. Jamal Adams last year at over 17.6 million. Harrison Smith last year for 16 million and then Justin Simmons uh, in uh, for last year, just over 15 million. So that's the ballpark that Jesse Bates wants to play. And I guarantee you that. And I I would, I would be stunned 
if he isn't really pushing for 18 and a half where yeah. he, he falls in ahead of Minka Fitzpatrick. I it's I it's I don't see it happening, mind you, but that is uh that is the big thing that he's gonna be shooting for with his uh with his agent and the the way that it's described is that sources haven't been optimistic. So it's not a full on no, yeah. but I knowing how the Bengals think, I just don't I can't I don't really envision it happening. If they were smart though, they would front load the contract. Cause I know the whole big conversation is like, oh well, down the road you're gonna have to sign Burrow, you're gonna have to sign Chase, you're gonna have to sign Higgins. Uh, you know, where is this money gonna come from? And it's like, okay, front load the contract, make it work because you you may, you basically put it on, which is how they normally structure contracts, mind you. They put higher money, uh, higher base salary in early seasons, and they don't spread out like a a big signing bonus or anything like that. So yeah. Most likely, that's that's that that would get it done because it's it's looking for the guaranteed money from him. It, it, you can front load it, and it doesn't hurt you in the future when you're trying to sign these offensive weapons that you're yeah, hoping to keep. But Burrow and Chase are going to take up some money. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for Chase to make that $50 million that Tyreek Hill is going to make. Dude. That's, a, that's like at the same time. So like Tyreek, that's, yeah, that's five years, it, like including this this coming season. That'll be five seasons from now. So it'll be the first season post hit, uh, or following his fifth-year option. He might make $50 million if he plays like he did this past year. That's oh, e- easily. Easily. Oh, and he, I mean, his last year was better than Tyrese last year, you know, like, but I, I wonder cause if, um, is, are they saying Jesse Bates is unlikely or likely? They aren't optimistic or optimistic. I'm telling you that it's unlikely. I think so too, because they took that safety from Michigan and we yeah, were talking about how that's probably looking like his replacement. I don't know if that was necessarily their plan when they drafted him, I do genuinely think that their plan was best player available. And that's why they took Daxton Hill. Yeah. But I think as negotiations have gone, they just don't see a path to reconciling this relationship. And they have every expectation that Jesse will walk. So, I mean, I don't want it necessarily, but I kind of feel like the smart thing for them to do would be, Hit him with the franchise tag again next year and immediately trade him. Yeah, that's actually that's it. And then just let the other team do the new contract. He doesn't have to sign the franchise tag. Yeah, so they're they're not going to be stuck with because it's what is I think the second year franchise tag is like one hundred and twenty percent of what their previous one was. So you're looking at like almost fifteen for that one season, something like that. Um, no, it might be more than that. Wouldn't it be like if it's 120? Would it be like 26 mil since he's only getting 12 for the first franchise tag? No, 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 that'd be over 200 percent. Uh, it's it's 120 percent. Oh, okay, you take it's it's the 100 percent, so the exact same amount. Oh, okay, I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I think he's gonna make somewhere in like it's probably more like 15 and a half to 16. That's not terrible either. It's it's on par with what he's gonna make probably as a free agent, but I, I would kind of hope that that's the way they go about it. And then they can finagle. They're not going to get a first round pick for him. It's a safety. This is, and they're not, they're not going to fall. Hey, into some you can never, 
You can never They're, rule that Seattle, out, right? Seattle already has Jamal Adams. They're not doing this again, unfortunately. <laughs> God, I would love to get the Jamal Adams trade right now. Oh my God. Maybe Cincinnati can propose to Seattle, like, hey, here's like, why don't you just move Adams over to like the, the linebacker position? Here's a real safety that you need. Like and well, instead of three, we'll just take two first rounders, all right? It was two for, I think it was two first rounders for Adams. Oh, okay. We'll take a first and a second. All right. Just God, if they could, if they could finagle even that, that'd be so beautiful. But I think they're probably going to get a straight second or like a couple thirds is kind of what I think they, they would. It's not terrible. It's not bad. I mean, they took him with the second round pick. So if all you got was a second. It's kind of like breaking even. The problem is, is that you're probably not going to get the same value from that pick new one, that you yeah. got from Jesse Bates. So, that's kind of the downside with it, but that's kind of what I, what I would expect for them is they'll play the year out on the franchise tag because, I, man, I think about Jesse Bates. A, he's not leaving $13 million on the board. Like no. He's not just going to not play and not get paid. But the other thing is, I think Jesse Bates is a super competitive guy. And so I think for him, it's he's just going to want to play. So yeah. I don't. That's the other part of him. Why I don't think he'll sit. So it's it's a monetary thing, but it's also just a, a desire to play. So yeah, I, I don't. I think I think there's probably no long term path for them, but I do expect him to to dress and play for the Bengals this year. So yeah, it, I th- yeah. This, well, this will be a conversation we're gonna have to circle back next year. Yeah, of course. Who's the fourth and last guy? Fourth and last guy is an interesting one because I mean we talked about Jamal Adams and what a big trade it was. They had to go they were Seattle paid a hefty price in terms of picks to go get this guy. So they had to go pay him. Well, the Chiefs did that last year with Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown is not currently signed to a long-term deal. He, he wanted to get out of Baltimore. He was like, I'm a left tackle. I won't play right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. You better play me at left tackle or I'm getting out of here. All right, we'll, we'll ship you out of here. They ship him to Kansas City. He plays left tackle for them. Does a perfectly fine job. Wants his long-term money. He's not currently getting it. Um, the, the temperature rating uh, on this one is that it's not looking good that they're going to get a long-term deal done, but the sides are talking. So this That's probably good. has the best chance of anything coming out of it. But when you talk about trading important, valuable draft picks for a player, you damn sure better sign him to a long-term deal when you signed him with one year left on that contract. Yeah. Like you cannot mess around and, and not make it, make it happen. So, um, so just to, and just to cover what they gave up for him was, um, the first round pick last year, 31st overall, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and this, uh, and then the 2022 fifth round pick. And That's they got back Brown, a second rounder and a sixth rounder. Okay. Not terrible, but I Not feel terrible. like they gave up. He's 34 too. So he's, he's getting older. Orlando Brown's 26, man. Oh, maybe I looked up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who are you Never mind. Reda- I redact that. I'm sorry. Uh, I just typed in Orlando Brown age, and the first person thing it was 34. It's an act, and he's an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, it's always funny when you talk about Orlando Brown. 
he had no joke one of the worst combines I've ever seen from a guy. Really? In 2018, Orlando Brown. This is, I, I will give you his his uh, testing marks. Okay. 92 percentile height, 96 percentile weight, 96 percentile wingspan, 79 percent uh, percentile arm length. Okay. So tested size wise, stud. Okay. Freak. Yeah. Okay. Are you sitting? I'm sitting. Oh, first of all, I just want to say I feel stupid right now. Right? You're good. Right? Sound like the Chiefs. I'm like, you better fucking sign this guy. All right. 40 yard dash, first percentile. 20 no. yard split. 20 yard split, zero percentile. T- uh, 10 yard split, 11th percentile. Dude. Vertical jump. Vertical jump, 20th percentile. Broad jump, two percentile. Oh Three my. cone drill, 39th percentile. Bench press, ninth percentile. No way, dude. 20 yard shuttle, zeroth percentile. What was his f- score? Bad. Uh, his RAS, is that what you're asking about? Yeah, what was it, like, under five, under four? Uh, I think it was like a zero. Like zero point something. Let me, uh, oh I'll, I'll quickly God. look that up, but it's, 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 it's a dreadful, he was being talked about as a potential first round pick for, for offensive tackle. I remember the Bengals were a team that we, that everyone thought was like, or they, they're going to take Orlando Brown in the first round. It's going to be sick. And then he tested like that. And it's like, they will not be touching him with a 10 foot pole because good Lord. Where, where did he, where did he get drafted at? He was a uh, third, third round rounder. Pick. He was a third round pick, number 82 Dude. overall. Bench press. Okay. And this is yeah. like with all of just all offensive linemen in general, right? Like not the entire draft combine. This is uh, amongst offensive tackles historically. Oh my God. Dude, uh, bench press ninth percentile? Come on, dude. His, his RAS score was out of 10, 0.72. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. Dude, that is disgusting, dude. It's so bad. That is literally has to be like that has to be literally the worst possible, like historically the worst one they've ever seen. Of guys that were being looked touted as first round picks, I cannot think at any point, I cannot think of a guy who dude that screwed his his draft stock more just based off of athletic depth. That's almost like if you were to redo the entire was it 2015 NFL redraft and still draft Jameis Winston number one is almost as bad as that dude. <laughs> we're doing it again man we're gonna do it again oh my gosh that's that's dreadful oh, oh my dude that's sad but you know what he's good though so I guess it doesn't fucking matter right yeah I mean he's good but I guess it's it seems like he might be a system guy it's, yeah, you know that's I mean? probably true yeah like you're gonna need to put him in a very specific kind of offense in order for him to be successful just because he's um just because he's not a very athletic dude yeah like he's i feel like he, he would probably fail in new england yeah, most likely. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I just it, think of now, like now. Yes, Dante Scarnecchia, if he was still the offensive line coach, he'd turn him into a Hall of Famer. Guarantee. So I'm just because I just Dante think Scarnecchia like is just, like the best offensive line coach of the last like 
40 years or something. Well, I just, I just think, cause like Mahomes, Mahomes can extend plays, right? He can, he can make it happen. And that offense is just like, it's, it's, they have some weapons, you know? And then I look at like the Patriots, I'm like, they don't really have any weapons offensively. And like Mac Jones is not scrambling outside the pocket and escaping like you think. And I don't know. I just feel like he would just, maybe he's a system guy. Who knows? I think he's best in a in a run heavy scheme, which yeah. is why he did well in um, did well in Baltimore. I'm curious what he what did he score PFF last year? Because obviously, like very different offense, so he's he's not going to be just pushing dudes forward. He's actually going to have to uh, he's actually going to have to be top stand his ground, yeah, and really stand his ground. Seventy five point four. Okay, he wasn't. He wasn't elite by any means, but solid grades. No, yeah. you will not complain about that, and I certainly wouldn't because I've dealt with dog shit uh, offensive line play for the last five plus years as a Bengals fan. So, yeah, uh, yeah he was only slightly worse than uh, his last season in Baltimore. He's uh, twenty twenty Baltimore seventy six point five, and then like I said, seventy five point four last year. So really, kind of right on par with that yeah. in terms of uh, that scoring. So. Yeah, this is this is a deal that has to get done. There's really yeah. no way. Around. Of, okay, so out of out of the four, if you're the say you're the GM, you're the front office, right? Which ones are you signing? Which ones are you not signing? I will not sign either of the tight ends. Oh, really? Not. I mean, I guess the way I look at with tight ends, I want a good tight end. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't think. Schultz and Gasicki are going to give me similar play to their counterparts at their positions that they're going to be making similar dollar to. Okay. Um, I think they're good players, but I think I think they're far more replaceable given their skill set than uh, than the other two. I guess the bigger question you have to have is with tight end specifically. It takes them probably three years to catch on uh, yeah. after being drafted. So you're you're kind of hoping to fall into like either either just get super lucky that you were able to develop someone maybe faster than expected, or that you're able to find some sort of low dollar amount free agency signing. Like you can get a guy for five million dollars. Like. I think like CJ Uzama got paid like six to eight, maybe per year. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, I don't think you're going to get significantly better play from Gesicki and uh, Schultz than you would from Uzama. I think they will give you better play, but I don't think it's going to be significant enough for that you to be paying them like five million dollars more per year. That's true. Yeah, I could see that. I think it probably makes more sense because like the Cowboys, they got um, Gallup and Lamb. And, you know, Elliot or Pollard. So they're ahead of Schultz. And then you have Miami, they, Tyreek and Waddle. They're definitely a more priority than Gusecki. So I guess, yeah, I guess for the team's need, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think they're going anywhere in real life. But if it's me, I'm probably, I'm probably backing off of them from, for a little bit. I, don't, I probably wouldn't have even given them the franchise tag um, other than to hope to build a negotiating window but frankly if we got to this point and the negotiating window closed i would very highly consider 
not signing that uh, or like rescinding the franchise tag, which yeah. almost never happens. So that's probably dumb of me to say that. Like the only time that I can remember it happening in my lifetime was the Josh Norman with um, with Carolina. Hmm. It's so rare; it just doesn't happen. Um, and here at the eleventh hour would be, frankly, pretty shitty of you to do as a GM, but that would kind of be my mindset. Yeah, um, Bates is. In my opinion, um, one of the elite safeties in the NFL, the question that you have to have is, what is that valuation? Clearly, there are teams that value it more than others, so that's where it gets really complicated. Um, I think he deserves to get paid. I think he's really, really good. So I don't know if I would want to give him the Minka deal, but I, if I can get away with – let me pull up. The you, know, you need to just you need to call Cincinnati, email them, whatever. Tell them about your front loading idea. It's a great I, idea. It's so it's not it's so easy. It's not complicated. I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. But you know, yeah. what what do I know? I'm just some schmuck with a yeah. microphone. Um, but I think if you can pay him in the Justin Simmons range, like fifteen and a half million, four years, fifteen and a half. So that would be four for sixty two. Yeah, if he would if he would sign that, I think that would get it done. If he and he, and he loves Cincy, Cincy, right? Yeah, I think he likes Cincy. I don't think he loves it. Yeah, okay. I think he loves the guys on the team. I don't know that he necessarily loves the um, the the franchise. I think I think he would be pretty. I think he would be sad to leave these players that he's grown so close to. I think him and Von Bell are a great duo because of um, their skill sets being so um, yin and yang. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he would, uh, I mean, Jesse Bates was at UFC, whatever, a couple weekends ago with Joe Burrow. So clearly they're. Yeah. I remember seeing that. So like, I, I I think Jesse would want to stay for the players and because knock on wood, there's, a potential chance to win with uh, the team. So I think that's that's more why he'd want to be there more so than yeah. the city or the franchise. Um, it's, that's fair. And I guess I don't really know what, what Orlando Brown is necessarily looking for in his contract. Um, I ain't giving him Larry Tunsil money. I, Larry <laughs> Tunsil is making stupid money. Absolutely. It's like, what is it? Like $22.5 million a year? No, no. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, 22 a year, but it was only a three-year contract. Two guys are making more than that in terms of AAV, and that's David Bakhtiari. He got, uh, in 2020, he got a four-year, $92 million contract, and then Trent Williams signed one last offseason, a six-year, $138 million contract, uh, also for $23 million per year. So, I mean, Ronnie Stanley for his old teammates getting five for 98, almost 99. So like just under 20 million a year. I guess it really depends on what he wants. Um, I can tell you right now, the fact that Jake Matthews is making over $18 million a year is really where this gets thrown off. It's just, yeah. just horribly. Because if you look at these guys that, you know, what, what they're making, most of these guys are, honestly, top-tier tackles. So you're like, yeah. oh, I'll buy it. Then you get Jake Matthews thrown in there, like, ah. <laughs> okay. Um, what do I do I, with this? It's like, uh, it's kind of like, um, 
Kirk Cousins like contract. Hey, hey, we don't hate on Kirk Cousins. No, you, you can hate on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's kind of like that, you know. You see like Rodgers yeah. and Mahomes and Allen getting paid the big bucks, and then like Kirk Cousins is like right there with them with their salary. I know it's so bad. And Matt Ryan, he's got like forty eight million this year. Yeah, Something in ridiculous. Of, in terms of AAV, not to get us too off track here. Uh, Kirk's actually fallen down the list a little bit, but it's with these new contracts. A, well, he's only got a one-year deal right now for thirty-five mil, um, and so that puts him at like eighth or something like that. Uh, the Derek Carr being fifth highest-paid quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. What they're saying is Derek Carr is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL right now. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. No, no, that's what that's what that's what they're saying. The Raiders. I mean, he's he's the fifth best quarterback in the NFL uh, <laughs> and the fourth best quarterback in his division. Dude, he's the fifth best quarterback in his division. <laughs> Can we actually make that work? We got to find one of the other be a, quarterbacks. Oh, so we got all right. Who's the Chiefs backup? <sighs> oh my gosh, this is too much. This is too much for. That's us. fine. Let's let's move on to uniforms. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll we'll move on. Uh, I would I would sign Orlando Brown. It just kind of depends on what. He, what Chad Henney, bro, it's the Chiefs backup. <laughs> he closed out the deal with the Browns. I can't, I can't, I can't put Derek Carr behind him. That's, that, that's too low. That's that's too much shade. Uh, All right, yeah. uniforms. uniforms. Yeah, uniforms. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, we're we're inspired by the fact that the Bengals released their uh, new helmets, uh, which are going to be white with black stripes instead of orange with black stripes and they are clean. Yeah. So nice. Listen, I don't like the bangles, but those helmets are dude, they're nice. Well, we've been asking for them for, for a, a hot minute. For a while because when they released the color rush uniforms and they put the bangles in all white with the so I mean it was like a white tiger kind of vibe. Yeah. We're like Give us some freaking white helmets because those would be sick. It's just like icing on the cake, you know? So, yeah. So, we're, so we've been inspired by that. So, we're going to talk general uniforms. We're not just going to stick with uh, the Bengals and their news. Um, also, recently released was a uh, red chrome helmet for the Texans. And it is. Yeah, those were sick, dude. Oh, my God. I like if how that is not the permanent helmet for them makes no sense to me. They are way better than those navy blue ones. Easily. Easily better. So let me let me just kind of pitch this to you, Ethan. If you want to actually r- rank some out, like top three, five, whatever it is, okay. feel free to do so. But when you think of best uniforms in the NFL, where does your brain go first? Um, I won't lie. Like at first, it goes to like... The 49ers. I don't know what it is, but oh, I love their unexpected one. I love their uniforms, man. Those uniforms are sick. I don't know, like it's not like it's not anything fancy either. I think I just love the color. It's just they're nice. They're clean. They're like they're like tan or I don't know, whatever that non-red. It's like they, they do like it's kind of like a it's like a mixture. I feel like it's like a mixture of like gold bronze, you know. I I don't feel like I, I just, I don't really like that color. I like, the, I like the maroon, but like that bronzy, whatever it is, like I'm not vibing with it. I mean, like my, my first thought always goes to, and it's, it's a very specific uniform. So it's not an entire set. Yeah. It always goes to the powder blues for the chargers. 
Oh, those are I do love the Chargers. The Chargers is what's like my number two. Those I are do love the Chargers. Absolutely. I mean, the Chargers as a whole, their kit is phenomenal. Stupendous. Yeah, like, I love it's stupid good, which I normally hate blue and yellow combined, but somehow they found a way for me to because like you know when you think about blue and yellow, you're talking about like Michigan Wolverines and. Yeah. I think their uniforms are awful. I think they look so dreadful. But for some reason, the Chargers take those exact same colors, basically, and go, watch us do it better. And they can do. Yeah, I did. I like the Chargers a lot, the 49ers. And I think, like, those that the Bengals, all white with the helmet, easily takes the cake for top three. But I think as like a whole, I like... I love the 49ers. I love the Chargers. And I think I'm, it's either between like the Eagles or the Dolphins. Mm. Yeah, the Eagles are super nice. Um, that, that, uh, are they Kelly Green or is that the Jets? Or um, just Kelly Green? Whatever, whatever green that the Philadelphia Eagles use, it's, it's a super nice color. Um, the Eagles. A, the, Eagles. the Eagles. I okay. love, dude. Yeah, that Kelly Green. Oh, chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about like individual, like just single jerseys kind of thing, the creamsicle Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh yeah, those are nice, those are dude. Nice. Those, those are, are so nice. Those are super nice. Um, Cream's just honestly, a good color, man. Honestly, I kind of vibe with like the like old school Patriots one with like not not their like silver helmet uh, with like the I don't know the the star chasing looking. You like the guy that's like the hiking guy the that's football. Like hiking the football. Yeah, I know those what you're talking uniforms, about. Those, so they're like, I think they're red with white pants. Yeah, those are nice. Those are those nice. Are I like. I'll take those. And then I, I love the, the, boom, the crowd can't see it, but this one, you might not be able to see it either. That the Kelly Green that we're talking about. Yes, dude, oh. and, and they have the Kelly Green helmet. Oh, that. That is one of my favorites. The old school Eagles uh, helmets are super clean. I feel like um, now I'm gonna have to go and watch Invincible now. With Mark Wahlberg, I, yes, it's a great movie. <laughs> it is. I, I will. I will vibe super well with in terms of uniforms. Black and red as a combo always hits super nice for me. Like I don't think Atlanta necessarily does it like tremendously well, but I don't hate any of their uniforms because I'm just like black and red just works. Yeah, you can give it to me all day. They can um, do better though. They could absolutely do better. I will not disagree with that. Um, do you know who? You know whose uniforms I don't like are those uh all green in seattle like they're neon yeah, green that's, that's a little too much dude me. i hate I those i get it it's just like honestly i would say of the color rush uniforms that they started using on thursday night football man what year would that have been like maybe 16 or 15 or 16 maybe um we don't have to necessarily get the year landed down perfectly but like all their color all the color rush uniforms there's probably of the 32 teams there's probably like five of them that are actually decent yeah i think most of them are awful the saints the saints ones those like that like that copper color mm-hmm. or gold or whatever like awful awful i want to like the saints uniforms so much and they are those are those particular ones suck yeah i love the the 49ers color rush where it's like Back in the like the the nineties, I think early to, where it was like the, a nice bright red with their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I love those, dude. Yeah, those uh, are what I'm talking about. Jacksonville's also for the color. Um, the Steelers, the, the Steelers with their like bumblebee shit. 
horrendous. <laughs> Here's your your Patriots those are, where those they are have pod, those are the bottom three. Those are bottom three jerseys in the NFL. Yeah, those particular those the, the Bumblebee specific ones, bottom three jersey in the NFL. Also, uh, I just want to say your Browns, their jerseys suck. They their, yeah, their kits their kits are not good. Orange and brown. <laughs> like I know they're the Browns. Don't get me wrong, but like I Orange like, and Brown is terrible. I was happy we switched back to like the more um classic of the uniforms. Like those ones we had the last few years, I think it was like I can't remember what they were, but those weren't terrible. I didn't I didn't hate them. I won't really hate any of their jerseys, you know. Um they weren't terrible. That's, that's, a, that's being a good fan. That's yeah. being a good I won't really hate them. They weren't my favorite, but they last year like one of my friends got me like the the seventy fifth anniversary, just a regular Nick Chubb one for my birthday. That one I love. I love that one. But yeah, yeah. Packers also have great jerseys. Yeah, they they're do. just classic. They're just classic. Like it, honestly, like pretty much the entire NFC North. I don't really think there's a jersey of theirs that I, or like any sort of like alternate that they run anything like that that are bad. Yeah, I think they're may- maybe not all of them are good, but like just the entire kits of the NFC North are actually pretty darn good. Who do you think they're, they're classic? You know, what team do you think just like kind of pound for pound takes the cake with the uniforms, best uniforms? Chargers. You think it's a Chargers? I, th- I think so too. It's a, it. This is this is going to be a rivalry for a lot of years of Chargers versus Bengals. We've got the quarterbacks now. We're going to argue about the jerseys because yeah, honestly the 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 redone jerseys that the Bengals wore this past season stellar improvement it did if they I, so is that white helmet actually happening or is it's that just concept not, it's not officially official it's been teased by the actual team account so okay it's that is more promising that's nice it's pretty much happening. Like, all right that's cool those will dude those those will look cool uh i saw i think it was like a tweet or a post but like imagine they're all white versus when the Ravens have their like all black or all like that, their dark color. Yes. Yeah. All that's gotta be, that's gotta be a prime time game, right? Please, please give it to me. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Um, what was the, uh, I, I, I will say again, we're, we don't have to dive too far into the Bengals, but I've seen some concepts of like alternate helmets that will never happen, but someone did a black helmet with orange stripes. And Ooh. I was like, I feel like I'm going to hate this. And then when I saw it, I was like, yo, I, this is kind of sick. Isn't that nice, though, when like you feel like you're going to hate something and then like you'd love it? It, it, it makes really you, happens. Yeah, it, it makes you appreciate it like that much more, too. I'm going to find a picture of it and send it to you uh, if I can. Because it's like, again, it's one of those things where you're like, I shouldn't like this. But this kind of slaps. You know what I don't like for uniforms? Um, Ryan Tannehill in the Titans uniform. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why do I never see it coming? God, Dude, we almost went a whole episode, man. We didn't need it. We needed it. You know, I was re-listening. You know we did. We did. I was re-listening. I'm on episode one, going through hours again. I bash Ryan Tannehill first episode, dude. Did you really? Was yeah. It start then? Yeah, it started not like so much of I hate you, Ryan Tannehill, but I we bash him first episode. We talk about how he's just not good, and in the draft and like if um Damn. they draft a, a wide receiver or give him a weapon, then there's no excuse for him sucking. 
<laughs> like that's kind of what oh, we yeah, said. First, yeah, that's right. Our first episode was uh, yeah. was us our, our, us doing a mock draft. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we were. Uh, we got you got one pick right, and it wasn't even in the right order. You guessed that Chris Olave would go to the Saints, but remember they traded like up to get Chris Olave when we thought they were going to like take, take a quarterback. Or some that is the only pick we've gotten right so far. <laughs> I'm I'm not all the way through it. Not all the way through it, but that is the only pick we've gotten right so far. Was Chris Olave to the Saints? That we didn't get any of the other ones right. Yeah, I mean, but you can't like you can't even blame us because there was fucking nine trades in the first round. That's true. That is true. Which so, which we we we, know, we we lost some chances because like yeah the uh, the the Eagles traded out of two of their picks I think before yeah we and we were all going on like team needs when we were mock drafting and we did a disclaimer like hey. We aren't doing any trades because if we were, we would have we would would have done a lot, but it would have been way too much for the episode. Well, we also would have traded up for quarterbacks, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it would have been way wrong. I had Pickett going three. You had Malik Willis going six. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm still not wrong about Malik Willis. Yeah, you're I'm not. not wrong, baby. <laughs> Uh, Wait, did, we're, we, we, did we have Aiden going one? Uh, yeah, I did. I took him one, and oh, okay. we, we had, dude, we had, tr- we had Trayvon Walker going like fifteenth. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. And this we took. They don't, this is why they don't pay it. Hey, remember how you like to say in like every episode, like GMs, give us a call. We'll, we'll be happy to help you out. Or yeah, I think I, though, I, I, I no, think we may have lost that shot. No, I will defend us. All right. Things would have been different if we would have done a mock draft. Like, say we we're doing a live episode and they were like, hey, this team traded for this pick right now. And we're like, okay, all right, this is the guy we're taking right now. Like, if we were doing a live live draft episode with the live draft, I think we'd still be in it right now, man. Okay. But we couldn't I'll, have, I'll go with that. We couldn't have predicted nine fucking trades in the first round. No, we could not. No one could have. <laughs> no, we could not. Damn, I'm really disappointed that the only, possibly the only pick we got right was Olave. <laughs> Shit. That's so disappointing. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. I'll listen to the rest of it and I'll tell you if we get any more right, but I'm almost certain that we didn't. Because I had like Nicobe Dean going first round. I think he went second or third no, round. He, he went third. Yeah. Went third he's on my shadow team. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Shit. <laughs> it's fun though, like going back and listening to it though. I know. I know. I, I can't be too mad about it, but at the same time. Guess what? Damn it. We're doing it every year, all right? Duh. We'll do all. I mean, how about. I, how about uh, next year, all seven rounds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your face. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> it's god. It's like it's like a 20 hour episode, and we're just like, so I'm with the 321st pick. The Cardinals will take this guy. <laughs> well, what would what would actually end up happening is so we would get we would do the first round, and we give some nice analysis for all of them. And then we go, then we do it like every other like mock draft article. Second round, we're like, we're only going to pick five of them. And, we're gonna- <laughs> and then after the second round, we're not doing any analysis. We're just picking. Yeah. Uh, the, or the analysis, the analysis would be like, team needs a wide receiver. I got him a wide receiver. <laughs> 
what if that's is how it just happens in real life? It's like, hey guys, we need a wide receiver. This is the best guy right there. Let's just go ahead and take him. All right, call it in. There we go. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, baby. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my lord. All right. We'll, we'll 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 wrap things up there unless you uh you have any any final words on uh uniforms as we sort of circle back to that. Um who has the worst uniforms pound for pound? Pound for pound worst uniforms. Do you have an answer off the top of your head? I don't know. Because I'm I'm I don't have an answer. Commanders might be it. They have a good logo though. I won't lie. I just like the W and the The colors. It's just nice. It's a nice color. I don't know if I have the maroon and the and the yellow. Browns are up there. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have to to say it. Um Again, if we're talking pound for pound, that means it crossed all of their kit, the entire kit. Yeah. Seattle's ugly in like a cool way, so I can't quite put them at you know in that in that conversation. They are bottom half. Cool. They're not very. Bottom. What about the Titans? They don't have the flashiest uniforms, or they're not yeah. so hot. Oh yeah, you know their their uh, their color rush is like that, like sky blue or something. Yeah. Doesn't look yeah, as good as that powder blue, that's for sure. Does not look as good as the powder blue. Yeah, Let's Titans just chalk it up as Titans. Fuck you, You know, Titans would move up into my top five if Malik Willis was quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yep, hundred percent. You heard that? You heard it here first. You heard it, Mister Titan, whoever the owner is. Well, I don't know about the owner, but I'll just throw in John Robinson as the GM. And yeah. Mike as the head coach. You know what? Yeah. Mike Vrabel's one making this decision. You heard it here first, Mike Vrabel. Malik Willis. No matter what. No matter what, baby. I love it. All right. We'll <laughs> wrap it up there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of us doing really God knows what most of the time. Um, we're actually we're doing God's work, really. We're just bringing the we're bringing the the good vibes. Yeah, good vibes only. Zach Wilson, time. Zach Wilson, dog, dog, the dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the episode and the uh, podcast in general, uh, and also check out all of our sister podcasts. Shameless plug here. I was on uh, this this week's episode of the Hoop Forum, so please go check that out. It was an absolute blast to join Ben and Adam for uh, talk some rookies, talk some uh, summer league, talk some uh, whatever the hell is happening in Brooklyn right now. Uh, So again, shameless plug, please check it out. uh, And please check out all of their episodes as well. Not just the one that I'm on. Um, And then also check out Chalk Talk on the Pine for MLB and uh, also the Dip Pop Culture Podcast. Um, We really, again, we really appreciate you guys joining us. Ethan, I pass it to you. What do you have to say to the the people? It's been a blast, guys. Y'all stay safe out there. You're not going to say the the catchphrase? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. With peace and love, OJ. (laughs) You got to get it in there, man. Come on. I almost forgot. SMH. Come on, Ethan. All right. Well, thank you guys again. We really appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next one. Deuces. Zach Wilson, dog, dog.